la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. as directed and don't let there be any mistakes neutralize neutralize no. just follow my orders we won't fail Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all of the action movies and we put them on our big giant list. It's so long. Mm-hmm. I don't even know anymore. I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. It's a grower, not a shower. What the fuck, Dustin? <laughs> I don't know. Dustin, Is it a grower, tired, not a shower? You're tired. <laughs> You're tired, so you it just allows you to let the locker, dumb slow rock locker room talk for you. <laughs> it's just grabbed by the pussy. Jesus. It might not be long, but at least it's skinny. What? <laughs> They're just getting better. I don't know. <laughs> the guy I work with used to say that all the time. <laughs> we are a podcast that um, apparently only is aimed at construction workers. <laughs> uh, oh, and Republicans. 13-year-old boys. Conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much anti-vaxxers. Mm-hmm. James, you vaxxed yeah. up? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Are any that, of us actually vaxxed up? You're on that uh, Invermectin? I only listen to one called? podcast, and that's the Joe Rogan. Oh, he's mm-hmm. all he's uh, he just got he just got COVID. He yeah, did, and apparently he's taking the horse the horse meds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's taking the horse meds uh, along with. Every other thing you can take that actually works, but the only thing that probably helped him was the Invermectin or whatever. Mm-hmm. For sure. Is this how we're opening the episode? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's been a while, so. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's been a long time. Stained. It's been a while. It's been a while since I could. Um, hey guys, welcome back. Hey, thanks, John. For inviting me to your basement. This is this again. is James. This is the other guy. This is Dustin. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty hyped. Love I feel intro. like it's been a long time. I'm John. We have no idea. It's guys. I've been sick a few times in between last time. James went to time. the Texas of Canada. He went to Alberta. He got sick. I did. He didn't get COVID. He got the Delta variant. He didn't get the Delta variant. <laughs> I didn't get COVID, but no, I got something else. <laughs> The clap. 
Jason Jason Kenny touched him in an inappropriate place. Well, he was on vacation same time as me. So. He's that Cox. I don't know. No, nope. John. This is not, a politics. This is a free. politics free episode of Action Action. So we're, yeah, we're not going to get into this. It's good to be back. Did it's I even good say to it? see. It's good to have you back. I haven't even said the movie we're watching yet. No, you haven't. Vendetta del Futuro. <laughs> That's the one. Which in Italian means vengeance of the future, also known as, in Canada, Hands of Steel. Hands of Steel. 1986. Patreon pick from Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Alberta. (laughs) Got an Alberta boy up there in Edmonton. That motherfucker better be vaxxed. He better be vaxxed and waxed and ready for this fall. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, Ryan, you motherfucker. If you're not, if you're out there campaigning for Jason Kenny, well, don't they all? You're dead. No politics. You're dead. <laughs> no, to me. no politics. <laughs> you're gonna have to have like a red light that goes off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into this movie, this uh, what did we? What did I say before we started? Uh, uh, not Italian. Uh, not spaghetti western. I said. Oh yeah, we were trying to think of what the term is for this kind of movie, and it's just—it doesn't have a term. It's a—it's an Italian an, ripoff it's of a, it's, Terminator. So, an Italian action movie that's a ripoff of an American movie is called an Italiano Jones. That's <laughs> what kind of movie this is. It's an Italiano Jones. It's a new term, and I can't Spread wait to talk around. about it. But before we get into that, it has been a while. It's been a while since I. Guys, don't, please don't run too long. And I'm looking at Dustin when I say this. <laughs> Just fucking say one or two things. I don't want your entire. Mm, I'm gonna do seven. Yeah, you have like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save them. Just say something that you liked, something that you didn't like. James, all go right. Ahead. So I got all likes. I mean, they all, well, one was kind of. Eh. Anyways, I watched the Mummy. Great original. Original. Brendan Fraser, he's back. I it it's been. A while. It's been a while since I... Damn it. It's been... (laughs) (laughs) Drop it again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, so it was actually... I was surprised at how good it still is. Um, It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. So I watched that. I also watched um, Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. Didn't we talk about that? No, you talked about it. Okay. Um, Watched Jungle Cruise, which was like, meh. Um, and the then, opening, so I watched my, I tried to show it to my kids. They weren't into it, but we watched the opening like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a, it seemed like a fun kind of romp. It's an all right yeah. family deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also watched Fast and Furious 9. Oh yeah. Me too. Which was okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the same as all of them. It's like really stupid. It was some pretty fun yeah. action, ridiculous action things. Yeah. But honestly, the thing I want to talk about is uh, it, it's only because it's like the new, the most recent thing I watched, which, you know, Dustin AEW. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what it is like with the crowd back and everything. It's, well, they're also just like on fire right now. Like, they, yeah, I I watched yesterday, which was uh, the Wednesday. I don't What do they call it? I don't know. What dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. It's Sorry, like, it was a little bit muddled when you said that. You're talking about AEW? AEW, yeah. CM Punk's back, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's I heard the first uh I heard the first televised event with him though was like pretty lackluster. well after I heard was pretty lackluster. Well he hasn't wrestled yet. No, but after he announced it, I heard that like the first 
event that was it was kind of like kind of boring. Is that true? Uh, no, I didn't feel that way. I've been watching all their programming for the last while again. I heard that. I, I say I heard that. I nobody told me. I read it. Who's telling you this? I read it. Uh, Defector. Uh, apparently, their their dynamite last night was the number one show on cable. Honestly, so. watching it, it was like every time somebody came out and the crowd is like so into it. Yeah, it's like. I just want to go to one of these. Oh, like, yeah, it'd be a blast. It would be so much fun. Guess what, guys? Are we going? We're going. I got tickets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If, a- if AEW comes to BC. It probably won't. I, I mean, maybe eventually it will. It maybe will. eventually. Probably next year. After uh, all, you motherfuckers get vaccinated. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want to talk about like. Just how fun it is to watch that and how amazing it is. It's like, it seems like every week there's a new WWF superstar that's come over. Yeah, like, so many have come over. All, now. all so, of a sudden, the big show is over there. And I'm big like, show's what there. The? Mark He's Henry is like there. Christian fit. is there. Yeah, don't they all have to be in their um, 50s? Well, Mark Henry and Big Show are more like doing commentary stuff. Yeah. Um, Christian, though, is wrestling still. Love Christian. Um, How's Big Miro, who was Rusev in the WWE, is over there? How's Big Show on the mic? Oh, he's fine. He's, he's good. pretty good. Yeah. He's fine. Um, he needs, he needs he's no work. Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho's better. <laughs> yeah. Does it make you feel like it did when we were kids? Like watching it now? Like it because uh, like there was like that 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 feeling when we were when we were young. Like it was yeah. so exciting. I mean, like I feel like the Attitude Era was like. Amazing, hard, hard to top. Yeah. Like it was amazing. That's when we were teenagers. Yeah, it, it was. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's way better. Like I haven't. I tried to watch some of the like WWE stuff, mm-hmm. and it just it's way too much talking and not enough wrestling, <laughs> and it just wasn't very good. Yeah, it's they're in a really bizarre place right now because raw which has always been their flagship show is like terrible and it's like really bad every week and then smackdown has actually been pretty good but it's being produced for fox and so like kind of some of the heavy hitters are on that show oh and it's been pretty consistently decent um but yeah it's watching one and the other like i'm way more excited about aew for sure yeah and also they just they keep booking people so badly you know, they have this NXT thing in WWE where people come up through the ranks and then as soon as they put them on the main show, they just waste them and they're like, they were like turned into badasses on the NXT show yeah. and then they bring them up to the main roster and it's like, okay, we don't have anything for you to do. Or here's a weird costume. Ch- put this on now. You're a weird costume guy now all of a sudden or some <laughs> shit like this and it's just like, what the fuck? So now Bray Wyatt they released, so he's going to be showing up in AEW. Oh, really? Daniel Bryan is, is going to be in he AEW. He was the crazy occult guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy was they rad. Kept, they kept wasting him over. We and over saw and over. him. Wrestle. Yeah, we saw him wrestle. We saw yeah. him wrestle. Um, but did you hear about WWE though? Um, NXT. You brought that up. Um, Vince McMahon and Bruce uh, Pritchard are taking over NXT now. Yeah, from Triple H, and everybody is thinking it's going to go straight down the tubes now. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? That's worse. Why though? Well, I, I don't know because I don't know. Vince they can't seem to book very well anymore. Like. But what is Triple H going to do? I don't know. 
I have no idea. He's, gonna he's fuck been he's Vince's been doing daughter. NXT, which has been their only what? like aw- consistently awesome thing they've been doing for the last like five years. Because he's been doing that along with like Shawn Michaels was involved. Yeah, he's in like a train game. trainer and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's it looks looks bleak for okay. WWE. Okay. So let's just put away put wrestling, away the wrestling, wrestling corner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, that's it's awesome. Exciting. I'm so glad that you're it's excited exciting. about it. Um, I listened to um, obviously. I've talked about some of the podcasts before, uh, flagrant ones and Hollywood handbook, other podcasts. And they've been talking about, um, formula one. There's a formula one TV show and apparently it is fucking awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, like a dramatized a, thing or no, like, a doc? Like, like a doc thing. Oh, okay. And it's gotten, all of them are getting into formula one now. So I'm worried I'm going to become a Formula One guy. <laughs> well, that's you a know, weird future. And then all of a sudden you're going to be a NASCAR guy. <laughs> I'll never be a NASCAR guy. <laughs> you never know. He's going to have. He's going to be having chew in here. No, and yes. <laughs> Slit my throat. Spitting into a Some clear skull. bottle. No, Formula One's like a, a European, I think. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Highbrow. <laughs> it's the highbrow racing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dustin. What do you talk, want to talk about? Uh, let's see. I watched a couple of fun things. I went and saw the movie Free Guy. Oh, oh, so you went to the theater. Went to the theater. How was that? that? It was fun. It was actually uh, way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like. I didn't really have that much interest in it. Like I was like, oh, I'll probably see that at some point. But yeah. just ended up seeing it and had a pretty good time with it. It's you know we talked about like the PG limitations because it's spoofing like Grand Theft Auto. And they find some pretty creative ways to to do that and make it really fun. Mostly like sight gags, like because his character Ryan Reynolds, he's just you know, he's an NPC. He's just walking through this world, and meanwhile in the background, you know, players are running around doing ridiculous nonsense. They're parachuting in on like pink zebra, you know, printed <laughs> parachutes and firing machine guns and rocket launchers and blowing shit up. Right. And it's just everyday like background noise for him. Um, but yeah, it's actually really fun. Um, one of the more fun original like not based on the previous ip kind of things i've seen in a while uh and it's like it's a it's a total four quadrant thing like it's a family movie it's an action movie it's a comedy it's a romance it's like you know it's all the things so uh but it's pretty good um but even better than that was i saw the green knight the uh i started watching it and i fell asleep oh really I took because it was late when I started watching it like nine thirty ten, and for me like to work the next day, it's just yeah. like too late. Uh, I I was pretty stoked on what I saw. Yeah, I I was like transfixed by it. I uh, I really literally liked it a lot. The soundtrack is amazing. It is fucking weird. <laughs> it gets yeah. really weird. Yeah, the soundtrack was great. The cinematography is amazing. Um, A twenty four kind of kills it. I think it might be my favorite movie of the year so far. Dev Patel is great in it. Um, You're just not a big, so weird fucked up movie. It's better than the Paw Patrol movie? <laughs> well, no, nothing's better than that. I said, you know, maybe my favorite, but after Paw Patrol. I don't know anything about this movie. It's like an Arthurian legend kind of movie. Um, Dev Patel is He's fucking Gawain. Sec- he's sexy as hell in this movie. Yeah? Well, fuck yeah. He's a dreamboat. <laughs> it takes an interesting twist though like, because it's not like a typical need, hero's would journey. Would I need the mop? Yeah, you definitely need to get the mop yeah, out. It's going to be a sploosh night for you, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. James um, is James is putting the uh he's putting he's putting grandma's cover on that love seat. <laughs> that said it is an A24 movie, so like, you know, 
you go in knowing that and you'll kind of have your expectations set of sort of what type of movie it is. It turns into her. Somebody's losing their head. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so I fucking loved that one. Nice. John, what'd you watch? I always forget at these moments. <laughs> uh, so I'll say uh, I'm watching the new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. They're trying to deal with the whole cop-paganda thing. Yeah, well, they did in like the first episode, which I, they, I thought was kind of rough. It's been a it's been a through line. Throughout yeah, there's some background of it where going on. they have now. Um, but then there's other episodes where they don't even. Address what's, it. Oh, what's what's his name? Fuck, it's embarrassing. John that. C. McGinley. John C. McGinley, mm-hmm. who I I love him so much. Like he's he's just so great in everything he does. Obviously, he's like an amazing character actor. Um, but uh, he he plays uh, the union head for the police union, and it's it's good. <laughs> My problem with the show is I wish, and I said this I think when they went off air, is I wish they would just switch and just become a, like postal workers. <laughs> Like that was my that was my out. I was like, that'd be a pretty dramatic. uh, But just they they, if they all just became postal workers for the final season, it would not have changed the like the show at all. They all could have done the exact same storylines. Nothing about a show like this has to. You don't have to be a cop, but you don't have to not be a cop either. Yeah, but it's it's like the copaganda thing where it's like. Started all the way back, like when, um, what's his name? Uh, Friday. Dragnet. Dragnet. Thank you. I'm just, I, I don't, I'm trying to figure out this copaganda. Copaganda is. I don't even know what. Copaganda is what the people refer to as like shows that show cops as being like really great people. Like it's all publicity for cops. So like Dragnet started out as a show where. Um, they be, the creator became really close with police officers to like right. pump them up. Yeah, I mean, and then now it works all the way to now where it's like this show doesn't have to be cops. It could have been anybody. Right. I think. Well, like, how many seasons is this now? This is the eighth and final season or ninth? I think it's ninth, eighth or ninth, yeah. eighth or ninth. So I mean, a lot's changed in eight years. Yeah. So, but Michael, I, I agree with you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I think shows need to stop. Just play. So would they, there shouldn't be any cop shows. They should all be postal worker shows. <laughs> I'm what I'm until we have a postal epidemic. <laughs> then they'll be looking back at the postal propaganda. I don't think this is a good avenue to go down. Um, like okay, so you brought up Dragnet, which I understand. Like I listen to Dragnet every now and then, and. I have the perspective of how ridiculous but some of the episodes that, are. So what that show did, though, is that, that when it was created, it was actually created in a way where there was a deal between the creators and the police off the police station mm-hmm. like that, or whatever, where it was to show them in a good light. It was, right. to, it was to utilize his accessibility to the police to create a show that was enticing to the to the listening public, mm-hmm. but that also showed the police in a really positive light. So what people have said over the years between like, that was like, wait, like, like, say the late forties, early fifties to now is, is that a lot of these shows, what they do is they actually just like sugarcoat what police are. Right. 
Um, so is like Law and Order a bad show then? I think that if you look back, yeah, I was sure. Just, if you look back, it, 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 it's not the greatest. Like I know, I don't. I mean, there's, I, I there's actually, a lot of modern shows that deal with the, you know dark sides of policing and but go the, into that stuff. But shows like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Law and Order don't usually show the bad sides. Whereas like a show like, uh, what's that show that you guys, The Shield, mm-hmm. shows them as being scumbags sometimes, right? Like it's it's, it's about that. Well, Brooklyn I, Nine-Nine, I mean, it's a comedy. I know, I d- and I'm not trying, I didn't intend <laughs> to do this. Let's get back to that AEW, eh? Yeah, AEW. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine's been funny. Uh, John Oliver's back. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm re-watching AP Bio because AP Bio's coming back. Oh, yeah, a new back. season coming out today, I think. Yeah, I think it's a lot of that kind of stuff that I've been up to. Like, I've just been kind of getting, like, pumped for new shows. Um, yeah. Nice. That's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy. Other than this Italian movie. <laughs> Is there a trailer for this movie, James? Um, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, either you're going to hear James being like, you're going to hear either uh, a cut to James shrugging, <laughs> or you're going to hear a trailer. Roll the trailer. <laughs> so you guys just heard a tr- something. Some, it yeah. was either home improvements or it was a trailer for this movie. This is a, a pretty interesting movie. James, why did we pick this movie? Well, because our friend on the old Patreon sphere. We didn't pick it. We were forced to watch. We were forced. <laughs> yeah. So somebody put a gun to James's head and yeah. said, watch this motherfucking movie. I think it was more like, here's some money. Watch this movie. <laughs> right. And we said, and we said yes, we yes, said, yes, please. Sir. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we'll watch whatever you want. And we'll review <laughs> it. You give me $10. <laughs> I love the taste of your money. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So Ryan picked it. I think he even said, Hey, at least I didn't pick the Stallone movie for John's no, sake. Yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> he sent us a very specific text. Yeah, or I can't remember what it was. It, it, we'll find it. Tell John I pick Hands of Steel because I wanted you guys to do an arm wrestling movie, but didn't want <laughs> to give Stallone a platform. <laughs> well, I say to that, thank you very much. I mean, we're going to have to do the Stallone arm wrestling movie at some point. <laughs> Over do the we? top. Do we? Absolutely. No. I've never seen it, so... This is my uh, <laughs> first exposure to arm wrestling movies. This is the first movie I think I've watched that is like arm wrestling is a central point. It's kind of a it's kind of a red herring though in this yeah, film. Yeah, oh yeah, because totally. you think like you're, they're going like this arm wrestling like lane. Well, yeah. So yeah, it starts out and at first it's like okay, he's like a Terminator machine. This guy Daniel Green who plays Paco Quirac. I'm gonna tell you this: the creators of this film are gonna love the fact that you said that. Because that's the direct reason they made this movie. They stated it's a, it's a cross between um, Terminator and Blade Runner. Right. 
I uh, mean, he there's even a scene where he's working on his hand. Yes, yeah, there's like, the exact scene like, where he's got his wrist open yeah. up and he's working on the inside. Just um, like in Terminator. So it starts out, he goes to assassinate this like environmental scientist who he has some policies he's trying to get put through to to clean up the air because yeah, so they've all ha- got these weird ventilation systems. But what there. happens is, is the fact that like, so he, he is an assassin, um, Paco, uh, Paco Korek. Quarrock. Quarrock. I don't know. Um, I believe he was a uh, the actor. Daniel Green was an American um, soap opera actor. Anyway, he his character is sent to assassinate the leader of this group um, by the same company that is supposed to be supposedly responsible for the majority of the pollutants in the air. Right. So it's all to stop them from changing these rules oh is that what the that's what the plot yeah is. the beginning is a little bit like convoluted i just figured okay there's this popular politician and then there's just like some seedy group that no. just wants to assassinate them yeah. no it's 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 about the fact that like there's this group that like this is it is it um professor ulster is that his uh, name? No, it's uh, Arthur Mosley. Arthur Mosley, okay. So he he wants to, he has a new plan to like stop all of this. So the actual company that is the major polluter mm-hmm. in the world. Run by John Saxon. Yeah, has yeah. this team of assassins. So they've been working on, on, on uh, not, is it Androids? Cyborgs. Cyborgs. Cyborgs, sorry. Cyborgs. So they're hum- there's they're partly human. Yeah, so he's 30% human, he's Why? 70% robot. <laughs> Why? That well, doesn't Because okay. they watched the Terminator James. Okay. okay. Oh, we are a major major like multi million billion dollar corporation that pollutes does all this pollute. Let you know we need we need cyborgs. Hey, well you we got to need... assassinate some of your political enemies out there. Well, what well, Yeah. But also we need cyborgs and we aren't quite sure on the tech. Like they might have a shred of humanity left in them. We're just going to roll the dice though. When they could actually just hire people who don't give a fuck. But I mean, like there are people I've right, met people. Well, who later do they not give later a fuck. they do hire a human assassin to try to kill oh, the man. cyborg. Those two guys <laughs> that follow the, follow him around are the best characters I've ever seen. There is a scene in which the one dude, the port portly guy with the glasses, with the glasses who flies the helicopter is just standing in front of his helicopter for like 10 seconds. It's just just a still shot of him just like standing in front of his helicopter, like looking into the horizon. And it's my favorite shot in the entire movie. I love it so much. Well, sadly, the guy that plays the other assassin, uh, Claudio Casanelli, he died while they were making this movie in a helicopter no, crash. No, he died for this he movie. He died for the movie. No way. <laughs> yeah, he yes. did. So, so, you know, they shot all those scenes of the flying in the helicopters. The helicopter, like, fell into a fucking canyon, and him and the and the pilot died. Are you so fucking kidding yeah. me? craziest no. thing about that, though, Holy. is that they just buried him in that town. Well, they also just buried him in the movie because they were like, well, he's dead. We can't shoot any more scenes with him. So then we have that scene where John Saxon's like, you failed me. And it just shows him like shoot him down. But you you don't really see his face in that scene because it's not him. It's some other guy. Right. And he's like, OK, we got rid of that guy. He's dead. <laughs> like, I love that on. they didn't wow. fly him back to his country. There's like, eh. 
We're well, did they, bury did they, you did in they find his remains? Because I was reading they couldn't find the, the pilot's remains because they wanted to test him. They found some diet drug that they thought may have been responsible for him oh, crashing course. the helicopter. Oh, it must have been it's, the diet it's, drug. It's, <laughs> probably what, uh, it's probably what Trump is on. Speed? He loves diet <laughs> drugs. Um, wow. This okay. is not a political podcast. This... This has put this movie in like new light now. I mean, someone died for this movie. For the craft. For the craft. I like to think that they died for it. Like, as in like, not because of it. Like Jesus died for your sins and Claudio Casanelli died for hands of steel. It's That's like, how important this movie is. It's like there's a shopping mall near us and somebody died while building it. So you can go shopping. Yeah, like the Hudson yeah. Dam. Like you hear about yeah. how like how many people died and are like just in the Hudson Dam. Like right. they're just like part they're, of they're the part concrete. of the dam. You know, it's like people want to be buried and become like a tree. Yeah. Well, you're part you're, of the dam. You're a dam. If any, if I die, <laughs> when I die, if anybody brings up where I've worked, it's a dam. I don't want. John did not die. <laughs> As a happy employee. Oh, of I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent mixing. It's going to go something like this. John woke up every day to do what he loves. Bag groceries. <laughs> he loved his job so much. I have a friend. He choked I, on a grocery bag. <laughs> I have a friend that I have a friend that died. Uh, he died skiing uh, in a really tra- tragic accident. And at his funeral, it's like 20 something year old guy. Yeah. At his funeral, people talked about how much he loved working at the grocery store he worked at. And I'm like, no, he didn't. I know this guy. Yeah, but when you're 20, you haven't done that much shit. So people are <laughs> like, he, oh, let's see. What did he do? He loved, He worked at the grocery store. Yeah, but who, who the fuck is like, they love their job. It's like someone winning the lottery and be like, I'm not going to change a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like fuck you. Like, you're not going to change a thing. I'm doing so much coke and fucking hookers. <laughs> like, All right. The truth comes out. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie. Uh, why did they have to one uh, create these cyborgs to kill? I think we're just gonna bro- have to get over the fact and, that they and, did that. Okay, but like, <laughs> don't this, don't John this episode down. Okay, but this this halfway house that Mosley is staying in at the beginning, anyone can get into. Yeah, it. there's no security. He's just like you know. There's cops outside. He's in like a rough, rough looking building. Yeah, this movie is written in a way that just propels this this really really pathetic storyline forward like it just is like hey how about we put some barriers in front of this nah like how about we put some rationality some security he, guards he would be staying anything like, all he's it, got is that like assistant guy yeah in a contemporary like big budget movie like he would be staying at like a uh, four like a like a five star hotel like a uh, four seasons I don't. I don't know what a good hotel is. Well, is is this? Let me, here's a question: Is this supposed to be a post-apocalyptic thing, or is yes. it just like it's the future and it's pretty shitty, but it's not like hasn't gone? Well, all they got all that fucking vent, venting. They everywhere. got all the venting stuff for their breathing, but then I which I'm the, just like what the, the f- waitress at the hotel. She's like they got the venting, but then she lights a cigarette inside and starts smoking. Well, that yeah, that, that uh, I think it's supposed to be like we're living in the like the the bad right it's it's the year 1997 things have gone to shit man remember 1997 it's kind of rad i'd take 1997 over 2021 any day yeah me too 97 was dope (laughs) 
we all start looking back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but in the future of this movie, because this came out in 86, 97 was already the post I'd take 86 time. over 2000. Oh, hell yeah, I'd take 86. I was like two years, four, three years old. I was one. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was good times. It was good Man, fucking times. Your pants. I'd say this, Hell yeah! Ate as much as I wanted. Eating that pablum. Didn't give a fuck. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but once he he goes to kill the guy, but then he just he doesn't go through with it. He like he he's like restrains himself. He, well, somehow. Yeah. He says later in the movie that he made a small adjustment in the midst of using his weapon, which, which is, is his, his hands, hands, which. Which hands of steel? Which are, they, they they do like some enhancing shit later. Like it couldn't be a hand, right? It has to be a hand because we got those FBI agents or whatever they are, cops that we that only spend the entire movie in that one office. Yeah, enhance, like, enhance. What's kind of funny about this though is that they actually show right away that he's already changed because they they show very early that the assistant survived and that the the, the assistant survived and was awake. Like he wasn't even like. Well, he's in the hospital for a while, right? The assistant? The, no, no, sorry, the Mosley guy. Yeah, the Mosley guy. That he he survived. They show him surviving right away, almost. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, and we have the scene with him being like he he pauses. He's got the command in his head, terminate, terminate, or whatever yeah. it's saying. But what they should have done is they should have like held that till later, and they should it should have been like something that pops up on the TV at the hotel to be like he's alive still. But they pretty much show you right away. At the beginning, so they kind of, they kind of, they don't bury the lead. Like you already know that he's transformed. Like, so there's no tension. Right. He's like, we know he's already kind of switched to being a, a, a face. Like he's I, not. I mean, yeah, exactly. you, don't, you don't even know what's happening. But you know, uh, you, you know, like he did something. But you know, by movie logic, the, the guy's f- like, uh, he's like dying. Well, I'm plus in the context know. of the movie as it moves forward, he goes out, he finds that hotel in Arizona in the middle of the desert where she it's an arm wrestling it's called something like champions rest or something like that it's like the arm wrestling bar where they all hang out yeah and there's like some bullshit about like you know what's big out here i don't know if you guys arm wrestling arm wrestling so i uh come on Raoul. it's been a bad couple of years because of covid but uh i actually vacationed at that uh <laughs> nice I, little I, spot I, yeah i spend my week i spend one week every year arm wrestling in arizona um, I lose every match, <laughs> but man, does it make me feel good. Yeah. Well, when you get to meet people like Raul. Makes uh, me feel alive. Raul, by the way, is played by George Eastman. He fucking rules. He's like the second best actor in the movie after John Saxon, I think. Uh, he's in a ton of Italian movies. He's in uh, a Euro crime movie called Rabid Dogs. That's really good. One of the most like cynical endings to a movie I've ever seen. Uh, he's probably most known for being like the, the crazy killer in the movie Antiprophagus. But yeah, he's in a ton of movies and I thought he was pretty damn good in this. Like, I thought he was such a great villain. Uh, yeah. he's so entertaining. He's so like evil ish. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, when he, the, um, when Paco ends up, you know, he, he's at this hotel and he's like kind of falling in love with Linda and you're seeing this other side of him because he's now like he's re- regained his human side. Um, and Linda gets the phone call because not only does she run the hotel and the bar, she also runs the uh, uh, tow truck service in town. Oh, right. Right. And it's like, it's like right away. He's like, no, I'm going to go. 
And I actually, no joke, I watched this scene twice because uh, I'd watched it the night before and then I, I kind of rewound and watched more again um, the next day. I was like, oh, no, like this dude actually genuinely seems like he really wants to save these kids. Yeah, like I was these like, non-existent kids. I was totally on board for this. And I was like so mad. <laughs> What's well, such a weird plan? They're like, let's pretend we know that he'll come out. Why would they know that he would come out to save these kids that are in this car? I uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie takes a lot of leaps, <laughs> a lot of, of, leaps. of logic. <laughs> but like he was like totally like down. Like yeah, he's like I'm going to go save them. I'm going to save them. Like, Please like, sir, help our children. And then <laughs> it's all just it's all just a joke by like, Raul and his buddies to drag him with the tow truck. Well, and we live in this movie takes place not in a different time, but like it was filmed at a different time. They used different words than we would use now. Um, but like, why would all of those like first nations people be like, we're going to help Raul. Yeah. I that don't guy know. Fucking sucks. Everyone seems to like Raul. He's the, he's like the best arm wrestler around no. other, other than the actual champion who shows up later on. I think it just has to do with like all the truckers around there work for like the same company. So it's right. We see that scene where Raul's introduced and him and those other truckers get out of their trucks and they're all kind of joking around with each other and yeah. giving each other a hard time. Is it Ant- Antelo and Antonio? Who? Sorry. The, the other guys? No, look, the champion uh, arm wrestler. Oh, uh, yeah. And Antola. Anato- Anto- Anatola Blanco. That guy fucking rules. Yeah, he turns out to be awesome. <laughs> he turns out to be like such a stand-up dude. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I lost the arm wrestling, and that means that I respect you, not I hate you and I want to kill you. But yeah. and he had nothing to do with this scene in which um, he's a real he's a real sportsman, you know. But when Paco gets kid taken um, by Ra- Ra- Raul. He has nothing to do with that. No, he's not involved. He's not in that. part of that fucking sick shit. No, he's just there to wrestle some arms. Antelo <laughs> wants to just fucking, he wants, yeah, he wants sick arms to sit across from him. He wants to have like, just like. He wants the challenge. He wants a cowabunga fucking arm wrestle. <laughs> and he wants to win fair and square. But this is where the movie takes the weird turn once he goes to the hotel because it's, the beginning is like, okay, kind of Terminator thing, tries to assassinate somebody, doesn't work out, he escapes. Uh, and then it's like, okay, now it's about arm wrestling for a while. <laughs> and then the last third of the movie is like, okay, now it's back to the sort of Terminator Blade Runner aspects of the movie. So it kind of like weirdly shifts around. So here's what I would have loved. I would have loved this to be a hour long pilot for a TV show. <laughs> it totally could have been a TV In which show. He, uh, it was like an early 90s TV show. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Where like he like... He like does all that shit at the beginning and then he ends up settling down in this like Arizona town and he just has to deal with like people like coming. team situations where yeah. people they, need his help and he crushes some heads every yeah. week. Yeah, he's also the champ. So he's also the champ. Of course, anytime somebody goes through, you got to challenge. You got to fight the champ. Right, the weekly champ. villain that's going to arm wrestle him. Yeah. yeah, but he also has to save kids and like that would be a dope <laughs> fucking <kids>. movie. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that would be a great TV show. Yeah, I can totally see it as an 80s or 90s uh, running series for sure. And like at the same time, he also has to like fend off like that company. Like yeah. that's always like yeah. trying to get him. And he's always like putting on like a fake like glasses and nose and mustache. <laughs> <laughs> 
so once he beats Raul in the arm wrestle, then of course Raul's out to get him, and he keeps trying to do all this shit to him for the rest yeah. of the man. Raul is such a fucking. He's like the definition of like insecure masculinity. Right. He's just like this super pussy. He just like can't take the fact that he like. Well, he lost was the something. strongest, and now he's been made to look a fool. But he was never the strongest. But he thought he was. No, because Antonio was always the strongest. Right, but I mean, just as the local like, guy. Yeah, out of his little group. Right. His click. Yeah, yeah. he's the leader. Um, and then once he has the arm wrestle with Anatola, the stakes are yeah. whoever loses is going to get bit on the hand by a rattlesnake, and they've got these snakes in these like glass cases so, on either side of the hand. I loved how convoluted this was. <laughs> Bizarre because you had to beat the person. You're, you had to beat your opponent, but you had to put them into a um, a a a, a, a manacle that would like close a on the wrist. Triggered mechanism. That would cl- enclose your arm right. when it was bitten, and it would and sorry, the snake and it would come out. Snake would o- it would open up a little part like a like a door, <laughs> and then a snake would like, come out and automatically. But I genius. fucking loved it. This was super villain shit <laughs> that I was so here. Yeah, it's for. like some James Bond shit or something. Like it's such a weird idea, but it's so fun. Can we talk about one more? Just, just jump back, like the um with Paco when he ends up. So he he. When he goes to rescue these um, children. children, supposed children, uh, he he like is like so in, in, into it. He like ties the uh, the tow truck, yeah, rope yeah. around himself. And he's he going like, down the side of the the. And hill. he's like there to save them. Yeah, and they pull him up at a speed that's like pretty comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable for him to hop up, <laughs> but they hang him upside down. Like I, I, I love the scene where they're just beating him with steel pipes because it doesn't make any sense because they literally hit him in the face with a steel pipe and he's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the funny part, too, is like he's supposed to be kind of a robot. So like his acting is very robotic through the whole movie and it, it's, you know, it's supposed to be. So he gets away with it. But like a lot of the other people are pretty robotic as well that aren't necessarily supposed to be robots throughout the movie. I loved all of the, like, I loved all of those. There's guys. some line readings in this that are hysterical, like just so like wooden, you know, and just like flat. Yeah, uh, it's great. And then he f- shows up to that. He ends up winning that fight that we just talked about the arm wrestle. Um, he does the same thing, which is, I don't understand why he does this. He lets them think that they're winning. Why? <laughs> and because to fuck with their minds. But, he <laughs> but he's a robot. He should just win. <laughs> he could I've, just destroy them, but instead he lets them think they're going to yeah. win. And then he comes back. All I'm wins. thinking about when I mean, I'm seeing that is like, really. I've had an arm wrestle before. Arm wrestling sucks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to arm wrestle. Like there's a technique to it. I don't get it. Um, but like, I'm like, dude, just fucking win. Like straight up, like just, just, just break his arm. <laughs> he likes to get inside their heads, you know. Really screw with their psychology. This is I where mean, it go- makes it more suspenseful. I, yeah. Right. But this is where everything goes off the rails. Because now we've got. Well, okay. So John Saxon, he's he's like, okay, he's going to send this hitman and his other stooge after him. And we've got the, we keep cutting to scenes of these police officers who are just doing stuff in the office to try to figure out what's well, going those on. Those are FBI. Those are FBI. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't. And, don't sorry. Get- sorry. No more propaganda. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then also later we get these like 
biker this biker couple that shows up at the hotel. Okay, well we have we can't talk about that yet because we have to talk about the the um, path of destruction that the two guys that are going to assassinate uh, Paco, yeah. Paco are going through, and it is so fucking funny. They're just like showing up to places, like being like in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they're flying <laughs> everywhere like, in a helicopter. Uh, hey, was this dude here? All right, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna go to the next place. Right, they just kill everyone they come in contact with. Yeah, uh, because originally they send that other dude first, but then they kill him. And they kill him immediately, and it then was, he's replaced with the other assassin. That shit was so fucking funny when they <laughs> killed him because he kills the guy that they came to talk to, and then the bearded guy shoots him right afterwards. That was so. That was so fucking funny. But it was near the beginning of the movie, so I was like, "What? What's going on?" So <laughs> I, I, thought, I honestly don't even remember that. I thought what was going to happen was going to be like it was just going to be like every time they stop <laughs> they at a new spot, somebody. the one of them would die. And they were just gonna, I'm gonna keep replacing. And it was gonna keep replacing. I, th- I thought that would be really funny, um, <laughs> but I love the scene at the uh, at the car dealership. Not dealership, right? Because Paco, when he escapes, he gets he goes there and buys a used car from that guy. Yeah, and this, I like that guy. That that guy was a good actor. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah. He was totally good, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, man, come on, let's go do this." And then the fucking bearded guy, as soon as they start walking off, is like. Like he's like torching it. He's like ripping open that like drum. <laughs> he's like looking in. It's like sort of gasoline in here. Yeah. And then he starts lighting shit on fire. Yeah, he blows up the, one of the cars, right? And they go, like, "Hey, what the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm I, I'm cooperating <laughs> with you. I'm trying. I'm to telling help you everything you. I know." <laughs> so then he gets fucking iced. <laughs> And then they like fly off on their fucking chopper, and then there's this like little Dutch blonde boy that's just like, like oh, looking. Oh yeah, out. I forgot about that. And he's like looking out and being like, "Oh, what the fuck just happened?" I happen? thought that was gonna somehow play back into it does play well, back it does in. play back. Oh, in. oh wow! Because they, um, so what's his name? The guy John Saxon. That's the guy on the, on the other. By far the, the best actor in the movie. He's the guy on the, on the phone, right? Yeah, he's like the guy, the head of the corporation. Yeah, he's like, yeah, they fucking found you. Like they, you killed the guy. Yeah, but there was a little, little kid, kid there that, that saw, saw you. you. You dumb oh, fucks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ditch the helicopter. So the FBI is after you. Yeah, you can ditch that chopper and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's funny, man. John Saxon, I guess, you know, he didn't want to break the SAG rules. So even though most of the movie was shot in Arizona, all of his scenes were shot in Italy so that he wouldn't be violent because it's a non-union movie. <laughs> so he didn't. Oh, him. okay. So then he's like, well, that basically saved my life because if I had shot it in Arizona, I probably would have been on that chopper that went down as well. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. And John that's Saxon great. actually just passed away last year. So, uh, rip John Saxon. Yeah. Uh, he's he's great, and we we see, we've covered him before because we did Enter the Dragon. He was uh, the the Han Solo type uh, buddy to Bruce Lee in that movie. Yeah. Also, you can check us out uh, on our Melrose Place podcast uh, <laughs> where he played Henry Waxman, um, <laughs> Melrose Three Two One. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast that we're starting. James and I are considering starting a Do South podcast. I keep hearing that. Yeah. 64 episodes. <laughs> you fucking Northback? <laughs> it's Frostback. 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 You fucking Frostback? Oh, boy. 
I can't wait to do it. Um, what did you guys? All this what, did you guys notice the music at all in this? Honestly, in this no, I didn't. I, I didn't. It's uh, it was Claudio Simonetti who is from the band Goblin, and he's done like he did a ton of oh my God, Italian really? horror soundtracks. He did Suspiria, Dawn of the Dead. Well, Goblin is demons. If for people who don't know, Goblin is considered to be the horror movie. Yeah, soundtrack like. There's Goblin, John Carpenter. Well, especially like, the Italian ones. I mean, he yeah. did Dawn of the Dead, which is not Italian, but yeah. John Carpenter's probably right, right behind him. Yeah, I mean, they're like those are two of the top names for sure when you think of horror scores. But Goblin, I think, would be number one. Um, you know, I, I thought a lot of it sounded pretty dated for most of the movie, but then it goes into a new gear in the last half an hour of the movie, and I was actually like, this is pretty dope, actually. Well, so the one thing about this movie, though, is it, <clears throat> it does take a totally different, like root like halfway through the, like a third of the way through the movie two thirds of the way through the movie right like it, each act has this kind of its it own totally changes, vibe going on that's because right? it, it always dips when you get into some bullshit love story second <laughs> yeah so second act would like, probably be like so the first act is like he kills him and then he ends up at the place second act is like the arm wrestling shit and the love stuff and the love love stuff stuff. and then the third act is balls to the wall kind of action yeah it's because the the second act is like oh maybe i can change and i don't have to be this way and then the third act is like no i gotta fucking be this way (laughs) (laughs) well he he does he have a choice i mean that's a question well that's the question of the end of the film guys the final shot of the film here gets is where you're tr- they're trying to do a blade runner type thing where it's like oh is he a human at all is he oh yeah totally robot he opens his skull and shows her like it's just like chips and whatever shit inside his head so yeah to get to that moment but that was kind of a funny swerve at the end of the movie to be like oh well, okay we think he is human because he made decisions like human decisions like he's not going to assassinate this guy and he's going to be like try to be good and stuff but in the end he's like I, am I even human? And he shows her like well, inside of his head, and that's the it, end. <laughs> freeze, freeze frame. Is it trying to say like? Is he trying to say it's not about the brain, but it's about like the heart or something? I I don't know. I think it's trying to just be vague about I, it. I find like, like oh, what a mind fuck. The end was kind of like so he goes crazy, and then I get that he's like, what am I? Who am I? And it's, but it's just like, it should, it shouldn't have gone to that point. Like I, I like all the fighting and stuff where they're at the motel and yeah, it starts getting really fun there. Like once those two biker people come to, to kill him and they turn out to be cyborgs as well, or at least the, the chick is, but then it's like at the end where the FBI has to bring Listen, it's okay. They're here to help you. They know you didn't do it on purpose. Right, and he doesn't believe it. And he's like, it's not her. She's dead because he thinks she blew up in the truck, right? Yeah, that's messed up. (laughs) Man, that really got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the funny thing about, you know, when you watch any of these Italian ripoff movies, you watch like... uh, you know, speaking of Terminator ripoffs, there's another one, a Bruno Mattei movie called Shocking Dark. That's like, 
it's pretty much just a complete ripoff of Aliens with some Terminator ripoff stuff in it as well. Okay. Or, you know, he, they did like Cruel Jaws, which they released as Jaws 5 in Italy. And like, they oh, just okay. do these like unofficial sequels. Like, they're just like, yeah, we're doing this. Like, nobody can stop us back then, I guess. Um, I mean, it's like, it's interesting because like as a whole, like I haven't really watched a lot of these movies, but it seems like an avenue we need to go down. Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, for sure. We got to um, do more of these types. But it's like, how does this stuff get made? Like, it's just crazy. Well, I think, well, genre movies at the time in like in the seventies and eighties in Italy were a big deal. And like, we talked about that with Ryan when he came on to do Italian connection, we talked about the Policia, what do you call it? Policia Teshi movies or whatever. Yeah. But there's also like, they had the Giallo movies, which are like the kind of serial killer movies. And then they, they had horror movies. They had post-apocalyptic movies. They had spaghetti westerns. They had right. war movies. Um, and so they just kind of did each one of these genres to death. And there'd be tons of them would come out. Like Mad Max ripoffs, there's so many. It's like yeah. ridiculous. Uh, so I guess the market there bore that. Like people wanted to see those movies, so they kept making them. But why wouldn't you just watch the real version? Well, they probably did. But then you want more of that. <laughs> so you watch... All the other versions of it, like, <laughs> right, they just keep coming. I mean, and some of them have the most wild endings. Like this one isn't anything compared to, um, like, there's this movie called Rats: Night of Terror. That's an Italian movie, and it has like the most hilarious ending of any movie I've ever seen, where they're like, they're being pursued by like rats the whole time in this post-apocalyptic city. Yeah, and you know they're getting killed by them the group one by one kind of like a motorcycle gang or whatever and they're trying to stay the night in this building it's a and, or a motorcycle and at the end there's like these people come and they have like you know hazmat suits on and they're spraying gas and they're like oh, okay they're killing all the rats yay we, we're saved and then like one of them pulls his hazmat mask off and he's a giant rat <laughs> and that's the end oh, that's like the freeze that frame rules. shot at the end of the I movie. mean that's awesome that's awesome I was thinking like is one of them going to be a rat that's dope. <laughs> so ridiculous, but just so fun. You can't help but, you know, yeah, laugh your ass off at it. Uh, but yeah, once those bikers come, I thought that was hilarious. Like, they pull up on that motorcycle. She's like licking his ear yeah. and stuff. She's water. drinking a Budweiser. <laughs> She's got a fucking cellophane. Yeah, some, yeah like see-through yeah. skirt. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought that was this a great Mad turn. Max fashion. But I thought that was a great turn. To make her to be another cyborg. Yeah. I really, I, I was like, oh, this is actually really smart. But I thought it was just hilarious when they pull up. Okay, so he's licking, she's licking his ear and he's like, stop it, cut it out. And then they go inside and he kind of tries to get a little bit handsy with her. And she's like, no, not here. I'm like, well, you were just fucking licking his face a second ago. But that was just, to, <laughs> that was for her to get him where he needed to go. I guess so. So yeah, because she's a cyborg, but he's not, right? Yeah, but she guy? played him. She was just like, "No, I need you to bring me to this place." Yeah, and then once they we'll got, get a room for an hour. Yeah, and I need you to do this. Like, I need you to like shoot this guy. Like, it was all like I mean, it was a, an, again another convoluted plan where they're like, "Yeah, let's pretend that we're renting a room." And then when she's in the hallway, we'll be like, oh, the water doesn't work. Well, it's broken. And then she'll come to see what's wrong. <laughs> and so then we'll take her hostage and make the cyborg come. To not us. to yeah. defend the movie, but like they set this up earlier when she describes the clientele that the that the hotel has. 
So she's like, she sets it up that it's only couples who are looking to have sex without right. eyes. So, um, so he shows up, talks to her, then she explains it. Then another couple shows up, and then this is another couple, and mm-hmm. then they're the assassins. They're the assassins. And I actually think they do a pretty good job of making it be like, like they, they have that dummy in the middle. To kind of like make you not think that like there's something going on. Right. Yeah. I actually, oh yeah, I didn't realize they were assassins until they... Yeah, like there's... The thing is like all of these movies, like all of these Italian... like Whenever you get into... I don't know. There's probably a word for it. Doesn't... I'm sure you know it, but... um, Like rip-off, like horror movies, rip-off, action movies, rip-off, everything. Like sometimes you see these moments of like, oh no, you're not horrible at what you do. Well, the thing is, they're coming at it from a weird angle always, their version of things. And so, like, there's just weird and fun things that would never happen in an American movie like this, right? And so, they get, they do some really fun, entertaining things. And some of it is like, oh, this is legitimately a cool idea. And some of it is just like, this is so fucking weird that I'm entertained by this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, like, her turning out to be a cyborg is actually kind of dope. Like, it's actually... A really, really cool idea. I mean, th- yeah, for me, this last half hour of this fucking ripped. Like, this was this is where it started getting really good, I thought. I, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I had, I, I was not expecting that. Like, I, were you, James? Like, no, I you? wasn't expecting that. Well, because they blow her away, the both of them away, and they think, okay, she's dead. And then suddenly she jumps on him, and she's got, like, metal claws coming out of her yeah. fingers, and she's digging into his neck well, and, and she stuff. talks about how she's a more advanced cyborg. Yeah, just like Terminator had to fight in a more advanced one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, that was, the, but that wasn't even out yet, the second Terminator. Well, and then they get more into the lore of like... So this inspired Terminator 2. There you go. <laughs> Full circle. James Cameron, you fucking rip-off artist. <laughs> um, this gets more into like... But like in the last like half hour, um, all of the interesting things happen in which she shows up... We've got the other cyborg army that like hunts him down, um, which is also has my favorite scenes of the entire movie when he's fighting those guys with the helmets. Yeah. The John Woo like motorcycle. Helmets. Oh, man. Those, <laughs> that shit is fucking cool as hell. It's crushing their heads. He crushes their heads. And punches you see, through the through the guy's yeah, uh, when you face see, plate. And, when he punches through the face plate and you see the like, the glass in the eyes. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. There's a lot of cool shit in this. That part. is some James shit. And I mean, even the bigger kind of set piece stuff that they've got going here with the with, you know, Raul shows up again with his truck and he's chasing them on the bridge and all that stuff. Like all of that's it's shot well. It's yeah. done, it's well executed executed stuff yeah and that's the thing like the the last third of the movie is definitely the best yeah that's where it's high octane i mean i'm entertained by the the arm wrestling stuff but th- that part of the movie is definitely like gets pretty slow at times it's, I, yeah <laughs> that shit is so crazy the fact that it's in the fucking movie <laughs> well, is yeah like it's just weird banana it makes more sense that these guys are heard a leak that Stallone was going to make an arm wrestling movie. And then they were like, let's get ahead of that. And let's get ahead. Do a Terminator and a... It doesn't make sense that like Stallone made an arm well, wrestling movie after. The one way I could see it is if... Because Over the Top is a canon movie. And I could totally see like... Golan or Globus, like the guys that the canon guys, like somehow having seen this movie and being like, 
oh, we got to do uh, an arm wrestling movie, except we're going to have Stallone in our fucking arm wrestling movie. Well, so, so it's like, I, I don't know, like how how quick is the turnaround with a canon movie? Oh, I don't think they, I think they're like, you know, <laughs> one year? month shoots or something. Yeah, yeah like, so. Seven months? I don't think it's that crazy to have this movie come out the year before and then them to see it and then yeah it's possible i yeah i don't know i don't know how big this movie was i'm sure it was nothing oh no it wasn't big here at all but i'm Uh, sure those guys were probably pretty dialed in to like what was happening in italy well can you by the way can we back up why is it why italy i don't know they're just big genre film fans i guess like because we have uh we have italy for for action movies, we have Italy for uh, westerns. We have Italy for horror, post-apocalyptic, Post- giallo. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. Like, we talked about this like a little bit. Like, like they just, I guess, the audiences were eating this shit up, and like that's like we talked about that with Ryan, right? So like people would go. They'd they'd one genre would be super popular for a while, the cop movies or whatever. They do those to death, and then it's like okay, now we're on to like the it's crazy <laughs> the giallo, the the post apocalypse. That's just so weird. The, so it's just like, hey, we like this one genre. I mean, I, for I, I, a while. I'm not saying they obviously all there's, do. Over, yeah, there's yeah. overlap, like of what, like what was going on at what time, but because uh, yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> so do you guys have a uh, before we wrap everything up, we start winding down uh, a favorite scene? It's got to be the arm wrestling with the snake. <laughs> I mean that's hard to top, but I mean there's some awesome stuff. There's, in the some, end of the there's movie. some awesome so, stuff. So James, the, the laser gun. Let's talk about arm wrestling with a snake for a second, because once again we, we we touched on it earlier, but I do think James, you have something with how amazing this this scene is with like how it actually works, the mechanics of everything. Yeah. Because I like how they introduce like they bring him in, and he's like, "Do you understand how this works?" And he's like, "Yes." Obviously, I do. <laughs> what happens is your arm goes down. It gets caught in this contraption. <laughs> and that, the snake bites That it. automatically <laughs> opens up the door for the rattlesnake. And that rattlesnake, it's pissed. But And it wants to bite you. Yeah. And it's going to fucking bite you. Whereas if I was a rattlesnake, I'd be like... Oh, my I'm door getting, is open. I'm getting the hell I mean, out of I get here. the fuck out of here without causing any problems. But that's the part also that wins over Anatola Blanco is that when he beats him, uh, the snake comes out. And then when it slithers across his hand, then he chops it in half yeah. and prevents it from biting him. I like how he it's chops like, I beat it in you, half, But I'm though. not going to let you get bit. He chops it in half. He broke that fucking snake's head and nobody off. Questions nobody questions that. Steel. And, all this, and also nobody questioned the fact that... He, that Blanco's hand is still not broken. It yeah, like it, it, it would have broken his fucking. But maybe hand. he just knew how to precisely chop the snake. Exactly. That's I how have good had he is. my hand hurt so bad. It is such a. Your hands are so delicate. Like it's crazy how many like bones and like ligaments and shit you have in your hand. Like <laughs> and it's just like he chopped his the head off that rattlesnake with like yeah. no effort. <laughs> But then, uh, but then Blanco shows up with his truck to help them at the end. I mean, that, I actually, really, I was like, yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. when he shows up, you I need am, help, champ. Yeah, he just calls him champ because yeah. he's the champ now. He beat him. Yeah, when That's he awesome. showed up, I was totally like raw, raw. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, like he's like, just, <laughs> he's it was there to be a good dude, and like that is fun. I, uh, I, I don't know. That I, I think that 
That's like so 80s. Part of the reason I but I, that I, 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 my opinion of these movies has changed so much over the course of us doing them. And like I, I've changed my, my ratings. I've changed the way I think about them is because I stopped looking at this movie as being what I expect in a movie what I want in a movie normally. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at it more as in like, what is this movie just doing? This movie's just fucking fun. What are, what are they trying to deliver? They're just here? trying to have a good time. And you know what? Fuck everybody. Like let them have a good time. Yeah. It's not about what you need this movie to be, John. It's what, or what you want, it's what you need it to be. Yeah, you need th- <laughs> this movie is checking the boxes for what I what I need, what I want. Like it's just it's just fun. You want it's, an arm wrestling? Buddy. I want th- it's arm wrestling. It's <laughs> we'll do over it's, the top next week. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's ten seconds in a titty bar. It's uh, it's just having a good time. And I, I'm kind of down for it. Like I, my, my there opinion is, is a totally scene changed. in a titty bar. Oh yeah, there is too. I'm like, <laughs> that's what I just said. I know. I'm like, wait a second. Is there a scene? Yeah, there was no. I forgot about that. I, I was expecting a fuck scene twice, and there wasn't. Instead, you just got a titty bar yeah. scene. <laughs> All right. Because what's her name? Never. She didn't disrobe the, the waitress. Disrobe. Or the, sorry, the waitress. The she's hotel a waitress. owner. She's a, she's a business, business owner. She's a owner. Okay. business woman. Operator. You fucking prick. <laughs> we didn't talk about the director at all, uh, Sergio Martino. I have nothing to say. <laughs> he knows what he did. Um, he's more most known for like Jala movies, like All the Colors of the Dark and Torso and stuff like that. But yeah. he did some of... All the different kinds of movies that we're talking about. He did the Policia Tetchi movies. He did some post-apocalyptic shit. Like West, he did a spaghetti western. So like, um, they just did all the shit. Like they were just like, let's. I don't know. It's just something so fun about these movies. Where it's like, we're not worried about you know super compelling drama. We just want a bunch of fun shit to happen on screen. Another new podcast. We should start. We should quit this one. Just do do South podcast with James and I, and we should do we should just do Italian movies. I mean, we should do more Italian movies for sure. Yeah, and uh, we will. Um, yeah, doesn't what you do you have a favorite scene? Um, I mean, it's pretty fun when he gets the you know uh, pa, uh, uh, Raul crushes the the car with his truck his rig. And Paco has to climb out of the car and he jumps up on the windshield and he finally kills oh, yeah, Raul. Yeah. What does he say to him? He's like, fuck you, Raul, or something yeah, weird. Yeah, something like that. Like that. <laughs> uh, and he just like squeezes his head until all the blood comes out of his mouth and I, his I eyes. Think he says, end of the line. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. Something <laughs> like that. I, I don't know what he says. Yeah, I, I agree. That's actually, it's really great too. Like, it's super fun. It's. <laughs> It's so ridiculous, and that's what I love about these films is like how ridiculous like all of the shit is. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, if I'm not going to pick either of those two. I'm just going to pick the scenes where he just crushes faces. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the end, where he's just like crushing faces with his like fists. Oh shit! I forgot when when he's fighting the cyborg chick and he like oh, tears yeah. her head off and then it's on the ground and she's like they're gonna kill you <laughs> that was pretty great yeah but that was like Verhoeven style <laughs> yeah that yeah. was so Verhoeven. Total recall that shit. was so Verhoeven I was, uh, I was expecting 
her to all of a sudden have like legs come out of her head. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like I don't know. I don't even have the budget for oh, it. Oh, like uh, like uh, the thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, didn't have the, that dough. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Right. So I watched this movie in in two parts, and I re- I I watched the first half, and then I went back and rewatched um, like twenty minutes. And then finish them of of what I had already seen, and then finish it off. And I think that was it was really beneficial to me to like rewatch it again because I feel like a movie like this is better when you rewatch it. Like it's better when you watch it twice, and you just see like what they're actually doing versus what you expect. Because you're not watching this, you shouldn't watch this movie because it's like this is going to be a great film. This is going to like. Right. This is this is not like like high cinema. We're not. Uh, yeah. It, it's you know when you compare it to Terminator and Blade Runner, we're not hitting that level, and we're not even going for that level. We're just going for some fun schlock here. Yeah, it's and just when a you, fun movie, especially when you watch it a second, like these scenes a second time, you really get like, oh no, like they're just fucking around. <laughs> Uh, what was the interview we did, James? John Stewart. John Stewart. Interview? Yeah, that was that was really eye opening to be like, oh, these are just like dudes that are. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. Fucking making and, a movie. Mm-hmm. But that also opened up of like why certain things are done in movies for certain markets. You know, you got to have tits in there, <laughs> right? Which this movie. Throw some it, of that. Throw it, some it of that. Fills in. that. I mean, this one movie is not very sleazy for an Italian movie, actually. To be honest, so I actually they're I are like, oh, we got, oh, we almost forgot to throw in some nudity. We got a bit of a. I expected it to be way sleazier than it was, and in the moment when he, you're expecting to have like this, like, like Tiffany scene, it turns into this really emotional <laughs> moment where he's explaining who he is and like how he's a cyborg and how he doesn't understand who we what like it it kind of subverts it a little bit um yeah and then we get that final shot which we brought up earlier with the, him showing the inside of his head so is he even human he's or is he just a robot yeah. And uh, then you got the I don't know. at the end of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Gonna ponder that for a while. I don't know. The movie ends with just like text. Yeah. Like, yeah. In 1997. Cyborgs program. Whatever. Yeah, so are we led to believe then that cyborgs are taking over? I guess so. Because she's going to fuck him, make cyborg babies? <laughs> that's what I uh, thought. I, I was didn't like, even oh, think of that. That's, that's a valid interpretation. My interpretation was that like they're making cyborg... Babies. <laughs> babies. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> cyborg babies? Yeah. For sure. Cyborg babies. One cyborg babies. James is talking about porn. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna watch cyborg babies one, cyborg babies two, cyborg babies three. How the babies are made. <laughs> All right, should we rate this? Yeah, let's rate it. Uh, Whose pick is this? So I don't know. Ryan's. I don't know what Ryan was expecting, but uh, Ryan, we love you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate the support. Well, I'll say for, I'll say first. My my reaction's a six because I had a lot of fun watching the movie. Fucking love. My score it. still ends up being a four point eight because you know plot pretty highest. pretty shitty. 
um, quotes and tropes not the greatest. <laughs> so no. there's some numbers that kind of drag it down there. Yeah, and uh, my reaction's a five overall, four point two. Yeah, I'm definitely a, the lowest. I'm a six. <laughs> and a, <laughs> well, what else is new? I'm a six and a four point six. Ryan, this is a great movie. Like we, even if the score doesn't reflect it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great. It's no, a fun it's, it's movie. Fun fuck. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fun as fuck movie. Like we, it's better than Avatar. Um, no doubt. What I I think that we we talk about this all the time. We have a flawed system. It's a system that we're straddled with at this point, unless we want to make a gigantic change. Um, uh, no. <laughs> with the with the birth of Christ at uh, at Christmas, maybe we can discuss that. Um, but it's a it's a fun it's a fun fucking movie. Like I'm super happy that I watched it. I'll say that. Like I would have never seen this movie if he didn't recommend it. And I am, I think, a better person for having <laughs> watched it. I was really inspired by uh, you know that Our- uh, that arm wrestling. I was going to watch it at some point because someone mentioned it on Instagram and the cover art alone. Oh, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, where does this end up? So this is tied at 135 with Smoking Aces. Oh, it's definitely better than fucking Smoking Aces. <laughs> but you know what's behind it? I mean, Torque and Stone Cold. Those Stone Cold, I mean, Stone God Cold, damn. Okay. Stone Cold, we're going to redo. So we got to redo Stone point. Cold. Can I say something about smoking aces? No. <laughs> it's not good, John. I don't think it's good. But what I'm saying is... It's not is, better. I'm not saying it's better. But what I'm saying is, is that if one of these movies is on TV, which one are you stopping and watching a couple of minutes of? Oh, Hands of Steel, no doubt. Yeah, Hands of Steel. All right, well, there you go. There's your answer. I didn't know. You're I watching sure. Smoking Aces? I, I, after that last watching of Smoking my, Aces, I'm I'm good on that wife, movie. Upstairs, that my wife is just watching Smoking Aces today. No, <laughs> I was making a joke. All right, all righty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. We love you, and um, please check us out on uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, Letterbox. Are we on Facebook still? No, not really. No. I mean, I think we exist on there, but don't worry about it. All right, Dustin, what's our Letterboxed? That's a good question. Action, it's just action, action, action. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we'll see you next week.